morning. It is time to get up with the Cowboys, where the D in Big D stands for domination. Dak is back. Will his attack silence the flack and make everyone have his back? Meanwhile, ta-ta Tampa Tom. Brady's bucks bounced and they look brutal. Could this and should this have been the last we see of him all time? Plus, speaking of the last time, does Lamar's latest message mean it really is over in Baltimore? Oh, we are loaded up today, people, and we are ready to go. Get up. Presented by He's in the building. The big swag. Oh, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. <laughs> we could not have picked a better day to bring the big swagoo back to studio. You sure could. And your Cowboys had it going last night. Let's take a look. Let's Dallas go. and Tampa. Wild card weekend wraps up, saving the best for last. It's Tom Brady. It's Dak Prescott. Under seven minutes to go. Both teams feeling each other out early. And then here comes Dak. Oh, look at that eye work. Moves the safety wide open. Touchdown. Dak was in his bag. Dalton Schultz had a big night, seven catches, 95 yards, ensuing Bucks possession. Brady, this very unbrady like. Oh, okay. yeah, look at him out there looking young. I see you, Tom. And then, however, this is Brady not looking so young. Marcus, what is this throw? My eyes deceive me, Lord. <laughs> it's not my man back there. A miscommunication. Brady, obviously, in the red zone. It's really good. And or good on that one. Turns the whole game, candidly. The Bucks might have gone in there to take the oh, lead. Oh, look at that moving. And then instead it comes the up. other way. Get him on the edge. Jake Ferguson getting on the edge. Speaking of getting on the edge, they wind up on a fourth and short, and they go for it, and Dak gets the edge. Outstanding Dak. manipulation of the ball. Dak, medium speed, but he got there. Now, hold on. So, it's 12 nothing because they bro. missed the first extra Play, point, and then Brent Maher misses another. Play, I have no idea what was happening last night, G. I'm not going to go to where my mind wanted to. It was 12-0, so they're still in the game. And then Brady, this is awful. That's a good throw. <laughs> I disagree. He was 35 of 66 last night. Final seconds of the half. This was Dak's best play of the game. Oh, man, this is outstanding improvisation. Look at that throw. Twist the hips across the body. Bang. He threw for 305. The celebration was on, by the way. 305 of my city. Wait a minute. I did it. He, he missed another it. extra point. <laughs> what, what is I didn't understand this, G. I, didn't, I was on the plane, and I was delayed, and I had no idea that this was real. I thought somebody was playing again. It game. was real, and it was not spectacular. Anyway, now we're going the other way, and here is Dak, C.D. Lamb, 26 yards. They just couldn't get this offense stopped. Cowboys, four straight touchdown drives. Oh, yeah, Dak Prescott, they tried blitzing him. They tried zone. They tried, man, none of it works. And look at that pass right there. Gallup in the corner of the end zone, ensuing Bucks possession. Let's hope this isn't basically the last that we see of Tom Brady this moment because this one of the low points of his career. We'll spot shadow him on this fumble return. Watch as he's going to go for a, a tackle here. That's nothing wrong with that. But then watch as he comes back. That's straight filthy, man. That that is that's a red card. It don't matter what your name is. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter what your name is or what you've done. That's that's a in the lead. That's that's trash. Yeah. It is. That's just not a good moment. Again, Brady, 35 of 66. Finally, they get a touchdown in the corner of the end zone to Julio Jones. Those 24-6, they go for the two and don't get it. Then the Cowboys have a fourth down. Instead of sending Maher back out there for another well, goal Well, would try, you? No. I, okay. I'm with you. The game was pretty much in the bag at mm. this point, and instead, they're in their bag of tricks. It's Prescott, it's Lamb, it's a runaway. Jerry Jones loves it. Cowboys 31, Buccaneers 14. Brady leaving the field, maybe for the final time. Look at Mike oh McCarthy. Oh, 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 that oh, man. Man. I see you. Hey, like I'm not surprised at all that he responded. I think we all needed 
to respond after. You know, we got kicked in the ass up there in Washington. So, um, and that, and that frankly was good for us. So, and uh, but most important is playoff football. You, you know, we got we got a quick plane ride home, and then you know we're on to San Francisco. All right, so if you saw the beginning of the game, the Cowboys went three and out on their first two drives. Dak did not look comfortable. They also had several drops, and then the rest of the game happened. Dak Prescott was sensational last night, completing 83% of his passes the rest of the way and accounting for all five of Dallas's touchdowns on the night. So let's be fair here, folks. As the Cowboys have gone through a down month, we have talked a lot about Dak Prescott, his struggles, and we've not shied away from it. The same intensity should be brought to the conversation today. Marcus, how about the performance of Dak last night? It was night? phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And I've been saying for a month, G, this is going to be about Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. Like, we could talk about defense and we can get to other players, but those two guys in sync, they've shown that they can play elite offense in this league. And last night what you saw was one, Dak being very confident in what he was doing. His operation was better. You didn't see a bunch of hitching like we've seen the past few weeks with him throwing interceptions. But more importantly, when you look at the play calling, it was in rhythm. The one thing I wanted to see coming out of halftime with the Cowboys was, was Kellen Moore going to stay aggressive? And for initially out of halftime, I thought they were going to go conservative, preserve the game route. And then, you know what? Somebody said, man, forget it. We've lost games like this, and we should have watched what just happened with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers, and they put their foot back on the gas. Five touchdowns for a quarterback, that'll win you mostly any game that mm -hmm. you play in, no matter who you're playing against. Now the opposition will get stiffer. Yeah, he threw four of them and ran oh, yeah. for another. Nick, you have tape on what we saw from Dak. Oh, he was surgical from beginning <laughs> to end. He was cerebral, processing everything, rolled the footage. He did, he did against every type of defense. They tried to blitz him, and it's like he knew what was coming. He no-huddled for most of the game. Watch how he stares down this blitz and makes an immediate, quick decision. Oh, you're going to blitz from depth? Not enough time. Give me that first down. We're moving on. They tried to get him against some zone. This, I think, is first and 20. They got a deep cover, too. Everyone's just playing the sticks. You can play the sticks all you want. There's no defense for a perfect throw. Watch where he puts this throw. He protects his receiver and throws to get a first down right there. There's nothing you can do with that. That man was surgical and cerebral throughout the entire game. Watch this motion across in man coverage. You think that that's going to be the answer? No. I know we're in man coverage. I'm going to drop this dot right on his face. Can't do nothing about that. Mm. Bang! No defense. This the best offensive performance that we've seen in the playoffs this year. It's one of the best that we've seen in a long time, and we need to give him as much love as you said. Yeah. The way that y'all been hating on this man, yeah, see, I, I demand, I demand. What? What? I haven't no, been I, hating on him. No, no. You're not, I, I said the first words out of my mouth were, "We should yeah, bring yeah, the yeah, same yeah. energy Good. today." Good. Keep that saying. Brought keep saying. Nice, Graziano. What? There is no question Dak Prescott can play like this. Okay. We've seen him yeah. play like this this year. I was just making sure. The questions we get on this show are involve words like trust. Don't blame. Do you questions. expect? Do you trust the Cowboys to be able to get? Here's the problem. Right? He was lousy last week. We have seen them deliver high level. We talking about games. last week. We talking about this week. This week he was play cerebral. Like like they we played last surgical. Night. If they play like they played last night, they can beat anyone in the league, uh -huh. including the 49ers oh, this week, yeah, including now we any talking. of those big AFC teams. The only issue is we haven't seen them sustain it week to week. So let's do it. Let's see if they, if they can do it week to week. If they can, we're going to be talking about it for the next month. Greeny, it's really simple. Their A game, they are the best team in football, period, end of story. I've said it since August. They are complimentary football at its finest. When Dak Prescott plays that way, they have a tremendous pass rush. Guys, they only blitzed six times last night and still got pressure almost a third of the time. That's remarkable. And how about Mike McCarthy? We've killed him on the show, myself included. Two penalties, 
zero turnovers. That's great coaching. And, oh, by the way, they had a reshuffle their offensive line, including putting a rookie at left tackle, and they didn't miss a beat. You know, the funny thing, we walked in this morning, and the first question I said to Graziano is, and so how about McCarthy? Is his job safe? And Dan said, well, they're not going to fire him this week. They're not. So <laughs> I, I'm 100% confident. What do we say about Mike McCarthy on this morning? Again, same energy. We, we, everything goes at his Gee, feet the same when they thing lose. I said last week, why the hell were we even talking about this man's job? Like, I get it, and I understand it's, it's Jerry. We, like, let's, the elephant in the room is Jerry, and everybody expects him to be irrational because of where he is right now and trying to win a Super Bowl. Brother, look at, him. look at the big fella. Yeah. First of all, they talked about this week of how practice was super focused. The first. Uh, judge okay. oh, 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 I see you. Come on, Mike. You got to get a little loose in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> he got the face down, though. He got the face down. Dangling. But, but no, nah, man, but seriously. This man has won, like I said, 24 games in the past two years, right? The the job of the coach is to give your team an opportunity to get in the tournament. He's done that twice. Mm. Now he's one and one in the playoffs, right? So when you look at the trajectory and where you were trying to get to, Mike McCarthy has answered the bell. Now, Mike McCarthy obviously should have been criticized for the number of penalties. We're going to always point to the head coach. The the play call, I mean the play clock, we, we alluded to that last year. All of that's fair, all right? But if you told me coming into the season or when a coach was hired, hey, man, he going to give you two back-to-back 12-win seasons, all the other candidates, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. You would kick all the other candidates out the building and say, we'll be in the playoffs, we'll have a shot to win games. So I, I thought it was unfair to even have that question going right now. But ultimately, when you look at this game and the way these guys play, it's a reflection of him. And I reminded everybody, he, he didn't have a starting quarterback for five games this year. Yeah. And they it's went still, four and one. Yeah. 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 And look, and when he did have the starting quarterback, the starting quarterback threw too many interceptions. This is the issue. When Dak Prescott is not throwing interceptions, they are a great well, yeah, football Not a good football team. Almost all the time. Football. Dak yeah, but not, not an interception. Well, let's talk about year. last night. I don't want to talk about He didn't throw any interceptions last he night. He was incredible. He was incredible. In the, in the no huddle, he was manipulating that defense. He didn't even need to get in the huddle. Yes. Maybe Kellen Moore was there. Maybe not. Five. Dak Prescott was killing. He was the OC. He what? You can't punch me in my face 16 times and then shake my hand. <laughs> I mean, look, the reality is he threw, fi- the day after King day he threw 15 picks. He threw 15 picks in 12 games this year. It happened. We had legitimate conversations about a player yeah, that that's most all of us believe yeah, in real. who was not playing well. Last night he played great. Yeah, and agree. When you distill it now, Dak Prescott is still, in my opinion, a top six quarterback. Like, they're in the final eight. They have a reasonable chance to win again. And I'm hard-pressed to come up with Another six or seven quarterbacks on the planet that are better than he is. And can I say another thing? You know what he did last night? He ran with the football and yep. moved much more than usual. And Marcus, yep. I know you've been saying it on this show, and I've been saying it here as well, that he has the athleticism to do the things that a lot of the athletic quarterbacks in the NFL do, and he doesn't do it as much. And last not, night, and, we saw it. And we're not asking him to be Josh Allen right. or Lamar Jackson or any any like that. I tell people all the time, you know what one of the most devastating things is we, we don't talk about Patrick Mahomes? In the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes' legs right. yep. are as critical as yes. his arm yes. when we see him play in these big games. Last night, Kellen Moore made it a point. One, he came out with a bootleg. That was the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. And then you see the you see the reverse fake out um, in the red zone. They had a they, speed option they, in, in, the, in the game. I was, yeah, I was just about to say. So you see the difference. And last week, I didn't say this, G, because I would have got killed and everybody think that I'm an apologist for the Dallas Cowboys. 
that game plan against the Commanders was as vanilla of an offensive game plan you could call. Now, look, I think if you're going to play your guys, you go to win the game. I do not believe they went in that game saying we're going to pull out all of the stops to beat the Washington Commanders. Last night, that was a complete – beyond that play, that was a completely different offense also, than we saw the week prior. Also, the juxtaposition between Dak and Tom Brady was stark because the offensive line yeah. played well for the Cowboys, but Dak stood in the pocket yeah. when they were blitzing. They were sending five, six, seven guys, and Dak stood in there, and he took the shots when he had to, and he was calm and patient, going from one side of the field to the other. It was impressive. He seemed like the type of quarterback that could lead Fleet command. Last night, he was the player that – he was the player that we believe him to be, yeah. right? The issue I've had all year is, like, why won't you stop throwing interceptions? This is not you. And last night, I think, was him. And if that's who he is for the next three, four weeks, then, again, Thank we are going to continue to be having these conversations. Well, so before we can get to the second and the third week, they got to go through San Francisco, and they got to do it in an enormous disadvantage. They are four-point underdogs at San Francisco, which, candidly, I think is a, is a closer line than I would have expected it to be. And our analytics, our FPI, our football power index, actually favors the Cowboys. But here is the context. The Cowboys are playing a road game on five days rest against a Niners team that has seven days rest. The Cowboys also have to travel twice. Both of them are on the road. The Niners are staying home. Teams with that profile playing in those circumstances, as you see, are 9 and 24. I turn immediately to the players on my set. Yeah. How do you describe the advantage that the 49ers go into this game with based upon those conditions? Well, well based on data, the advantage is the San Francisco 49ers are a better football team than the Cowboys. <laughs> our, our analytics disagree. Helpful. Well, our analytics think that the Cowboys are a better gee, team. I've had a tumultuous relationship with him. <laughs> I understand. Okay. And, and we all know that. And Himbo, I love you. Himbo is my guy. Stats matter. Okay. But, but let's get back to the question at hand. It is, it, it, obviously, when you, don't, when you have the lack of rest, number one, right? San Francisco now is in a position where they were able to get – usually in football, let me take people – you got a couple of days where your body got to literally regenerate. It's almost like a video yeah. game, mm -hmm. right? So after you play a, a game, the next day you try to go – well, what we used to do, you go in, you get a little light jog, yep. you get a little light workout, you get treatment, and you, and you kind of get your week going early. Now, I know a lot of people talk about it. It's, an, it's a distinct advantage, G. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you just shake a stick at and be like, hey, we had five days, y'all had seven days, not a big deal. Two, preparation. That's the one. Like, preparation. The San Francisco 49ers staff, which is phenomenal, by the way. Lord have mercy, Kyle Shanahan can't yeah, call football. Yeah, they're great. Um, you get a chance to kind of go reevaluate what you did against Seattle with a little bit more time to kind of fix your issues in that game and then move on to the opponent. Now, they've had scouts getting ready for the Cowboys or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last two weeks probably, right, when you see this thing lining up. But the other part is this, G. And, and, and I got to make my Cowboy fans mad. How you, how you play gets you to the position you are. And the way they ended up with seeding, the, the, the yeah. mishaps during the season, that's what has you in this position. Mm -hmm. So, unfair or not, that's the way right. the cookie crumbles. I just want to say one thing regarding this game that I know is going to make a lot of people mad. Brock Purdy has become one of the great stories in the National Football League, and no one is enjoying it more than I have. But the years, these are the teams he has beaten. 
The Buccaneers, Uh-oh. defense, awful. Seahawks, twice. Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. Those teams were a combined 14 games under 500, and three of them have a defense ranked 25th or worst in the league. Oh, the boy. Cowboys, if their defense plays, will be by far the toughest test that Brock Purdy has seen so far. You're not wrong about that, but he has the distinct advantage of having D'Amico Ryans organize that defense on the other side and Kyle Shanahan help him with the offense in the extra day. I think the physical thing matters in most games, and it matters in this game, that extra rest, but I think the planning matters. I think the 49ers... They had started on game planning for the Cowboys, talking to their players about the Cowboys immediately after that Seahawks game. Yep. They had already started scheming stuff up. And you're going to give Kyle Shanahan extra days? Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think Nick nailed it. This game really comes down to the 49ers defense and the Cowboy offense because if Brock Purdy can play a run-pass option, they're going to be hard to beat. But if the ball's in his hands yeah. and he has to go against that pass rush, Dallas can win this game handily. Yeah, coaching matters in the playoffs, I, I think – they're absolutely positioned well to be the better prepared team. The point about the regeneration of the body, right? That day for San Francisco was Sunday. Yes. For the Cowboys, it's today. It's today. Yeah. And yeah. that, I mean, and they got to play. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough tough go for the. I'll Cowboys. say this it, back to Mike T. I have yeah. never seen a San Francisco 49ers offense get one dimensional. Yeah. Like yeah. so, don't bet on that. Yeah. Players beat the San Francisco 49ers. It ain't your scheme. It's also going to be Kyle Shanahan against Dan Quinn. So there's a million things there. We do oh, have yeah. to get to the one bad piece of bad news. For the Cowboys, obviously, the kicker, Brett Maher, who had a terrific season, missing four extra points. I want you to see Peyton and Eli's reaction while this was happening. Going left, throwing back right in the end zone. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. I've never seen anything like it. Why are we kicking it? Why are we kicking it? Talk about a buzzkill. No one's ever missed three three extra points in a row. That's got to be a record. at halftime of a playoff game? That's got to be a record. Your job is to kick the ball between the poles. That's all you have. Focus on kicking the ball. One jump. Kick the ball. I can accept one. I might even be able to accept two. But three missed field goals? Where is your damn head at, dude? That is uh, the legendary Cowboy Emmett Smith, uh, who was reacting to the third of the missed extra points, and then there was a fourth. Mike T., what are they doing today? They have people in the state, uh, in their facilities, try out, and you're going to sign the best guy possible. You're calling from the stadium last night, Greeny, and saying, hey, come on in, bring enough stuff to stay. The winner of this tryout is going to San Francisco. You can't bring him to – are you saying you can't bring him to San Francisco? There's no way you can. You, you don't have to come. You could deactivate him. You have to bring in a new kicker. Marcus? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Four missed extra points? I, I, for the life of me, I ain't understand it, G. I, I mean, it, I, I, went, I went to the depths. <laughs> With, with, my, with, with my tweet, bro, because I, I just couldn't believe that this was happening. My dad kept texting me all night, why do they keep putting the ball on the on the left hash? I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is this. He overcompensated for the left hash and missed it left. Yeah. So I, I just – here's the thing about last night. We know that this is going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't going to blow teams out in the playoffs. This is an anomaly. Right. Right? And you missed four field goals. And, gee, I promise you, man, I was sitting on the plane, and the, the, the nice lady that was sitting next to me, she could not understand why I was iffing at saying curse words. <laughs> and the Cowboys were winning. <laughs> yeah, you, ever have, I mean, you, you play golf. There's a day, days you can't hit the ball, like, and you yes. don't understand why. I was going right? to use – you covered baseball for a long yeah. time. The baseball player I covered Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch lost the ability to throw the ball the I first 
first base. I was at those games. I remember, and it made no sense. I, I, my, our son is a kicker. My wife just kept saying, his mother must be so upset. <laughs> can, can you? His, mother, his mother's going to really hate Mom it if they mayor. cut him today. Yeah. Can they possibly? Can you trust I, I, him next I, week? I've been on a lot of football teams, and one a kicker misses an important field goal, and he's gone. I know Maher had a good season, but they are trying everybody out. Like you mentioned, they brought in all the kickers. They might need to have an open tryout. Anybody who looks like they know how to kick a field goal. If you're 5'7 and I'm white, like, come on out. <laughs> start, start kicking balls. Just I'm start kicking saying, balls. My, my son is yeah, he's Hey, amazing. send, we'll send him down that. there yeah. and kick. Get, get Ronaldo <laughs> a message. Yeah, call him up. We have an early candidate for line of the day. All right, we are just getting started. You know what we haven't even talked about yet? Did we see the last game ever for the greatest player of all time? You're going to hear his farewell speech. It certainly sounds like it might have been. Plus, did Lamar send a direct message to the Ravens' front office yesterday? Could it be over in Baltimore? We're answering all your questions on a Fired Up Tuesday. Get in them DMs, Lamar. (laughs) Why, who is here? I'm so happy to be here, (laughs) y'all. Do it. Right? You can make make three out of it. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals
GetUp is for a limited time presented by IHOP. The Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Breakfast Combo is back. Meanwhile, last night, guys, explain to me exactly what Micah Parsons is doing here. Is he's just trying to work his way into the Tampa huddle? No, he's trying to get back. I get back. Yeah, that's a route to get back to your huddle, and they wanted to start their huddle early. I got to get through here. And then let's let's try to get a penalty. Yeah. Oh, why and, not? Uh, and also, not? also is the game. I'm, I'm owning you between, <laughs> well, okay. between the it, players. still is go to get to his side of the ball. Yeah, they can't block me uh, during the game, so why not try to block me? In Come on, real. Very amusing little moment. Come on, bro. As we <laughs> you know continue, Daniel Jones dazzled. Dak Ooh. dominated. Which NFC East quarterback is better positioned to win this uh, weekend? We'll answer devil. that question next. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by IHOP. And it was great night last night if you were a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Again, sure was. Just joining us and just getting up with us. Swagoo was on a plane watching Tom Brady. What a beautiful sight. Second quarter, Bucks are down 6 nothing. And again, Nick, explain this throw from Brady. Um, I don't want to get hit. I don't care where this ball goes, but I'm not going to get hit. Troy was saying maybe he was trying to throw it out of the end zone. And did one way or another, it really turns the whole game. They could have gone in front. Instead, Dallas and Dak got red hot. Yeah, Dak got on the edge easy throw out right here to get him warmed up and get him comfortable and then what was that Marcus on the edge on the edge man get in the end zone deck 
Rain Dakota it was and Kelly Moore. Good job. 12-0. The only trouble was all the missed extra points. Here's the final play, or final seconds, I should say, of the first half. What a play by Kelly. Yeah, this is outstanding. And he's in the pocket, processing at that level, and also adding that improv. You can't beat him. It was a night that belonged to him. Fourth quarter, more of the same. Putting it away on a fourth down. Maybe they would have kicked a field goal had it not been for the kicking struggles. Instead, it's Dak's fourth touchdown pass of the night. He did not throw a pick. He was perfect. Meanwhile, Tom Brady walked off the field for what might be the final time. Here he was after the game. What is your process from here when you start to think about what you want to do next? Because obviously it's going to be huge speculation. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. And then, uh, or when you want to take a step out, I mean, always first. No, I'm not, you know, I, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah, it's just be one day at a time, truly. Thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. That was an emotional Brady, and that was the finish of what he said. Now, our Ryan Clark doesn't have to explain this tweet. It's pretty self-explanatory. He said, after watching tonight's game, who would want Tom Brady starting on their team next year? So it feels to me like there were two separate pieces to this conversation, Marcus. Yeah. One... Did that sound like Brady saying goodbye to the Bucks or goodbye to pro football? And if he wants to keep playing, is R.C. right? I think he's saying goodbye to football. And listen, gee, I see, here's the thing. Y'all be posting stuff, too, when I say it on this show. Mm -hmm. And then people be in my comments and they be mad. Yeah. But you remember when I said it was time for Brady to go home? Yes. Like, that was, that was what I was saying, right? Tom Brady, listen, we could talk about the perfect situation in the offensive line and the run game. First of all, I don't want to see you go. This ain't basketball, all right? Everybody keeps talking about Jordan and the Wizards. This ain't, bro, you can get, we, people get knocked out out there. That's number one. The other thing is, you don't want people to remember this about, about your career. And, and literally, I was not saying, Tom, go home because you can't throw for 5,000 yards or whatever. Like, this, this NFL now, it's much easier to have a lot of passing yards in this league. The other thing is this, man. Like, when, when I watched Tom Brady last night, this is football. Tom does not want to get touched in a football game. It's not possible for you not to get touched. Mm -hmm. We saw him ducking and throwing balls into the ground. Obviously, we saw the interception in the red zone. And, guys, this has been all year long. Yeah. We, like, everybody going to act like last night was the first this has been all year. If you've watched football, I had a dude DM me and was like, don't get put in your grave talking about Tom Brady. Because <laughs> people care about it that much, yeah, right? Sure. I didn't turn it into security. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, but, but on a serious note, last nice night show. watching Tom Brady play, I lit, like my mind went to, dude, you can't play in this league like that. You know, like you, you just can't. You know, you Let me go to the GM. Will teams want him? Yeah, somebody will want him because he's Tom Brady and there's not yeah. enough of a greeting. But what I learned over the last week, like, look at what's playing in the league. Of the eight quarterbacks left, seven are high-end athletes from Trevor yeah. Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, da Daniel Jones. And when I think about Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, I think it's passing them by. And when they won a championship down there, it was a perfect storm. They had a great offensive line, they had great skill players, and they had a great defense. And to answer your question, Greedy, sure, do I think maybe – Vegas with Josh McDaniels for one more year. Could they squeeze it out? Possibly. But if I'm Josh McDaniels, I want the future, not the past. Yeah. Let the record show that youth is being served in these playoffs.
The oldest remaining starting quarterback in the playoffs now is Dak Prescott. He's 29. Tom Brady will be 46 I mean, when next season. Well, my point is that Tom Brady is 40. Tom yeah, old enough to actually technically do his father. I just father. don't want to see the guy look like that's that. That's the thing. Like, I wasn't thinking Jordan on the Wizards. I was thinking Willie Mays on the Mets. Yeah. Like, that, like famously falling down in the outfit. That's how bad he was last night. And he threw 66 <laughs> passes. Of all yeah. the bad throws, the slide tackle was the one that upset uh, that was, me the most. That was because that, to yeah. me, speaks of some desperation. And I don't want him to retire. If he want to keep playing, keep playing. More power to you. People will want him. He can go do it. I don't. I, I don't. His, his um, resume and legacy is unimpeachable. He could be the worst quarterback in football for five years. He still won seven Super Bowls. As long as he don't do no more foolishness like this, yeah, that's, then well, that's the one that made me Foxy, like we, really, we, really bother me. Honestly, like I, I get what you and Mike T are saying about key playing, bro. I don't think Tom Brady gonna win you games anymore in this league. Now I know people are scared to say that. But to your point, G, like where we are in the playoffs, but ultimately, like when you look, when you look at this league now, mm-hmm. all right, and we we looking at all of these games being played, your athleticism got to be a part of your game now. Yeah. It don't have to be all of your game. Right. It don't, but in order for you to convert critical third downs, stretch plays out to make plays, you got to be going, bro. Because th- the difference is, and this is what I talk about, like the pocket passer was the guy that we knew you could win a Super Bowl with, but it was all predicated on protection. And then these guys start coming and extending play. Kyle Shanahan calls an athletic game for his quarterback. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, just to add to that, like when you talk to the all-time greats like Dan Marino and Brett Favre, guys have been around, it wasn't their arm that did them in. It was the fact they couldn't move anymore. Well, look, I mean, is what you're saying that if your quarterback is, I'm just off the top of my head, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, some of these older guys you mentioned, Stafford, is, 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 it, is that day He's over? He's still one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world. For sure. So, and he don't want much money. I don't understand why a team wouldn't want him. All right. Yeah. So, so let's see what winds up happening. We'll come back to Brady as we go. But I, I want because to, of his name, I I want to recapture a conversation that took place in our meeting this morning. Dominique, what was the first thing you said to me about Dak this morning? He had the best quarterback performance of anyone this weekend. And Dan Graziano, how did you respond? Better than Daniel Jones? That was the conversation, and that's the jumping off point. That's good for Daniel Jones. My question to you, my question to you, Daniel Jones is going to play Philly. Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to play San Francisco. We have three NFC East teams in the NFC's final four. Which one of those two guys has a better chance to win this weekend, Dak Prescott or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has a better chance to win. Listen, man, I don't want people – Lord knows I want the Cowboys to win. Have y'all watched San Francisco play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, have, <laughs> like, have people been paying attention to this team? Like, this, this, is, this is the juggernaut of the NFL right now when you talk about totality. I look at this game with Daniel Jones, and, and it has a lot to do with what he's done. I think Brian Dayball is, is a literal genius yeah. at how, what he's done with this team mm-hmm. and how he's got this team to play. And the other part of this is that – that athleticism that Daniel Jones is displaying right now, now you playing 11 on 11 football, which changes everything about how you go about playing defense with the New York Giants. Right. And that, that also. And I don't think Philly better than. Well, the Eagles played a whole season doing that. But the question is, that Dan, is the, the health of their quarterback, that's the biggest question in this game. And that's the biggest reason that the Giants logo is under my name there. I, I think Philadelphia is playing with an injured and, and diminished Jalen Hurts. And I don't think there's any way around that. I think as long as they go in the playoffs this year, he is going to be less than what we saw in the first 
you know, 12, 13 games a season, which is a terrible shame, but it's also the fact of life. And I do think it makes them more vulnerable than they would have been otherwise. Brady, I agree with that. When you watched him last week, Jalen Hurts did not pass the eye test. He just didn't look the same throwing or running. And then when you add to that, the Giants are taking a bus ride down the – the Jersey Turnpike, it's a very familiar opponent. They're not going to be overwhelmed by the circumstances. And it's divisional. Yeah. Yo, that's a For the record, the Nothing Eagles lose the either. Eagles like, have a much bigger rest advantage than the 49ers do, yeah. right? Because they had a buy and all the rest of that. I see the Dallas name. Does the schedule mean anything? Marcus yeah. just said the 49ers are the juggernaut of the right. NFL. They are. They also played the easiest schedule in the NFL. And that last run there that I read earlier, Brock Purdy did not play great teams. This will be by far the best team he plays. Yeah, I think at a certain point, the coaching is going to not be as important and the rest isn't going to matter nearly as much and the scheme is not going to matter nearly as much. It's going to, at a certain point in these playoffs, a game, an important game, is going to be won by players. And the Cowboys got a couple guys on both sides of the ball that can take over games. The Giants don't have that. I understand the Cowboys are going up against a tougher opponent, but if the coaching is at a stalemate and they just match wits and we need somebody to make a play, look at them. Number four can do it. Number 11 can do it. And I don't know if Tony Pollard can do it and C.D. Lamb do it. it. Diggs can do it. I don't know if the Giants have that. They got got Dexter Lawrence. Here's the thing, Foxy. And they got Daniel Jones. If if you're the Cowboys, if you're the Cowboys and you go into this game against San Francisco and you become one-dimensional, it's over. Right? That's that's literally what it boils down to. So if if, if, to what you're saying, if Tony Pollard is going to be the guy we walk away from this game saying that was the difference for the Cowboys, then we we I think they have a real shot at winning this game. So I agree, but the inverse is true as well. If Brock Purdy is one dimensional, we haven't seen him. To your point, Greeny, go through the ball. Is not one dimensional. I know that, but if if he has to throw the ball, right? If they fall behind and he has to throw the ball down the field, we haven't seen that yet. Gee, we have. Okay. The thing about that offense, why I think Swagoo says it never becomes one-dimensional is because you see uh, Christian McCaffrey with a hole big enough to run a truck through it. He got 30 yards before he even runs into a defender. So you can keep running the ball if you know you can scheme up. Marcus, if I said this to you, if Nick Bosa is the the best player on the field in that game, the Cowboys have no chance. No chance. If that isn't the case, if that defense doesn't wreck the game, I think the Cowboys have every chance to win. They they got a chance to win the game. I'm not not saying that. Like, this is obviously professional football, but, gee, I'm telling you, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers, this time of the year, it's you know, never about their quarterback. You know what, they, it, you know what not, really, what really lets me know how good the 49ers are is when I watch them play, I'm just as excited to see their defense on the field than as their offense. Yeah. Where I'm like, man, they got two, a chance now. They got them backed up. Let's, oh, let's, oh, put some, oh. let's put some context in scheme. All right. Let's remember that this team went up to Green Bay and won with their quarterback throwing eight passes. Yeah. All right. And played great defense and was able to run the ball. The one thing the Dallas Cowboys have not been challenged with last few weeks is a run game yeah. like this. Yeah. Right. Not only does it give you problems defending it, it takes possessions away from you which last night they were able to have a bunch of them. You know who knows that offense better than anybody? Dan Dan Quinn, Quinn, defensive coordinator Dallas. I got to break on that thought as we continue. We haven't even gotten to what is really the biggest story in the NFL right now. Did Lamar Jackson give a hint about his future yesterday? Frankly, might have been much more than a hint. Is it all over in Baltimore? Got a lot of people fired up on this one. You'll hear it next. Get up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by IHOP. All right, time for a morning wake-up call. Dak and the Cowboys cruising through Tampa. Here's Joe Buck with the call of one of Dak's TDs. Fourth and four. Good protection. And the pass wide open. Touchdown, Lamb. A total breakdown in coverage. And Dak Prescott has had a fantastic night. CD to CD, Dak had five touchdowns last night, threw four, ran one. He's the fifth player ever to throw four touchdowns and rush for another in a playoff game. You know, the last one to do it was Matt Ryan, who would have guessed that, uh, when during his MVP season uh, back once upon a time. Okay, we have so much more on this game. We've been practically wall-to-wall with it, but there's this enormous mm. story. Baltimore, the relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens clearly appears to be at a crossroads. You know by now that Lamar suffered a knee injury December 4th, ended his season. He did not travel with the team to Cincinnati for its playoff game on Sunday night. It has engendered so much conversation both inside and out of the organization. And yesterday, Lamar posting this message on his Instagram story. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it. Because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you, too. Dominique Foxworth, you are my interpreter of social media messages. That is relationship, one-on-one. That's, that man gave him a word right there. That's, that's something we can all hang on to. I think it's uncomfortable because there was a, a time when he didn't go to the, the playoff game, and we could have argued that, well, it was about... Uh, swelling, and he didn't want to go because he wanted to keep his body in the best condition. But now it's pretty clear that this seems, if not completely, but somewhat tied to his negotiations. And he's right. There are very few um, leverage points that players have now when it comes to negotiating for their contract because the new CBA has made it very difficult for players to hold out. So now social media, the league has made social media a tool. So if you're uncomfortable with this, this is one of the only tools he had. One tool was not traveling. I'm going to send you a message. It's a very soft push. Like, hey, give me my money. The next step is let me put something out here that's not too aggressive, but just let you know that I'm thinking that I deserve a little bit more respect. And by respect, he means cash. And the Ravens better give it to him because to me it feels like he's a man of principle and it doesn't seem like – and the Ravens are an organization that sticks very close to their own structure. So this is going to be real hard because these are two hard-headed entities going at it. You you played for the Ravens, Marcus. You did also uh, briefly in your career – 
for does like it, two days. As you, I don't remember that. As you watch. Me neither. <laughs> as you watch. But as you watch this play out, yeah. you watch John Harbaugh and the way he has reacted to so many of the questions and you see the things that Lamar has been posting. Does this feel to you like a divorce? Absolutely. It feels like a divorce. It feels like a rip. Now, we've seen people come back from this. But here's the thing, man. I Like, I didn't know about the guaranteed money. Um, Shefty was on NFL Live, I think, a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And he said that the Baltimore Ravens offered Lamar $133 million guaranteed. Correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody. But but I, I, I'm sure that that's what came. That is the most disrespectful amount of money that you can offer Lamar Jackson. When he's watched Kyler Murray who hasn't accomplished what he's accomplished. When he, when he saw Russell Wilson get the money that he got. And I know the sticking point was Deshaun Watson and the 230 guarantee. I'm, I'm with the Baltimore Ravens. It's no way in hell you go there because you still got to build a team outside of that. But here's the part for me that I struggle with, with the Baltimore Ravens organization with Lamar Jackson. He is your organization. Like there's a difference when you can plug and play a quarterback when you have a system built, we watching in San Francisco right now, that there's a system built where you could draft particular guys that fit a certain mold and you can continue to have success offensively. We've seen it. They've done it. Lamar Jackson, when you remove Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens, you change everything about your franchise. Mm. You change coaches. You change the quarterback. You change the way you play offense. And you change the trajectory of winning a championship. Mm -hmm. He's your best option. Now, who the hell you going to go get that is going to mean what Lamar Jackson has meant to the Baltimore Ravens unless – now, if Eric DaCosta and Bashadi get out – the owner of the uh, Baltimore Ravens get on TV and say, we are changing the way we play offensive football, cool. Then you got to go do something different with quarterback. That ain't happening. Let's contemplate what happens from here. Eric DaCosta, whom you just named, he's the general manager in Baltimore. When, Mike T., Will his phone start ringing from GMs across the league? Uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> so if, if you're if you're a team, and let's just fill in the blank: New York Jets, Atlanta, Carolina. I mean, on and on and on. You're scouring to get a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, and you're looking at maybe a couple guys in the first round: C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. If I could go get Lamar Jackson and give up two first-round picks, I'm taking a very long look at that. And I think Leek summarized it really well. You got two really hard. Uh, positions that are entrenched and basically what you're saying to your owner Greeny is like here's the bill Mr. Owner so Woody Johnson like it's two first round picks it's 230 million dollars but we have Lamar Jackson if I'm the New York Jets with Lamar and that defense I'm in the playoffs do we want to pay this bill and now if I'm Baltimore I really got to think if I franchise Lamar Jackson Greeny I really think there's a reasonable chance they will lose him yeah again they could franchise him and trade him the the sign and trade thing like Devontae Adams what is your sense of what's going on behind the scenes yeah look the issue was about the guarantee right he wanted a fully guaranteed contract and the Ravens didn't want to do that like I mean everything Swagoo says is right but Dominique Foxworth as someone who has negotiated collective bargaining agreements with NFL owners how many of them think that players are not replaceable? Yeah, they, right? they, they clearly <laughs> believe that players are replaceable, right. but some aren't. In this case, Lamar Jackson is not, and I understand that it's risky to guarantee any amount of money. Football's risky. I, I, you got to take that chance. If he gets hurt midway through this contract and then the last two years are not worth anything, I'm sorry. You're out the money. But in those previous two years, and then there's also the chance that he does not get hurt. I don't understand not taking this risk and pain. You and I agree. Right. But you and Steve Bishotti, I don't think, agree. Right. And I think that's the issue here. So, so where's the middle ground becomes the question for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I, I, think, I think things are frayed. I think there's a lot of frustration about the way this season ended. 
I think there's frustration from the team's side that he couldn't get back on the field. I think there's probably some frustration from Lamar's side yep. that he couldn't get back on the field. I'm not willing to go there and say, like, he's, he held out when he could have played. I, I'm not going to put that on yeah. him. That's a heavy accusation. But I think there's some, the, there's some mending of fences that needs to be done. They step away from the and disappointment at the end of the season. Maybe they have a chance to Quickly, do it. crystal ball. on the, Who does he play for next year? Lamar Jackson starts week one next year for who? Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think so. I think, it, I think the Baltimore Ravens. I, I mean, they, they'll franchise him if it comes to that. Then the year after that, it gets even more interesting, I think. Player like Lamar Jackson playing on the franchise tag. I know people will start talking about uh, Kirk Cousins and even Dak. Dak, at the time, yeah. even now, his accomplishments are not what Lamar Jackson's have been. He won the Dude, Heisman at 19. He was the MVP of the league <laughs> in the second This year. is an absolute crazy thing for me right now. Uh, let this be a lesson to all NFL franchises. You got a quarterback, pay him as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. When that third year hits, whatever the last quarterback got, give it to your guy. You'll be better off. Yeah, the, the price tag's only going to go up. And right now, that means Joe Burrow and it means mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. And mm-hmm. we'll see where it winds Damn. up. Okay. As we continue, Dallas was dominant. Dak is back on track. Did we see enough to call the Cowboys the best in the NFL? You will hear at least one member of this crew say the answer is yes. Next. 